I'd like to thank Aaron K for sponsoring this week's Torah content. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shirim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and access additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishnewest.substack.com. Okay, Isaac, you have a question in Q&A that we just started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so first question of Q&A. Yeah, um, sorry, this is the danger. I, I, I'm glad that you told me the question ahead of time. This is the danger of questions ahead of time because that gives you time to do research and start the gears going, you know? Yeah. Okay, yeah, go ahead, Isaac. Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely good. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, so um, what's the idea of Shalom Bias and why is that like, um, like an explicitly focused on Torah value? And I would contrast that with for example, like um, having friends, you know, um, that, you know, that'll help you in, in your Torah development. Like mm-hmm. that's something that's definitely a good idea um, and important. And, you know, it, like is um, like, um, it, you know, it is talked about by, you know, maybe in, in the context of like Avos or something like that, but it's not like, you know, like, I think like Shalom bias has like some like, like even has like halachic like implications in some ways, you know, so like, um, so why is that? Okay. What were you saying, Chaim? Uh, just now? Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to say something which uh, I said. Oh, Chaim said that um, he was just clarifying what you said, right? Okay. Which is yeah, yeah. like other values. Well, yeah. no, meaning meaning when Isaac said like, oh, like, like making friends. I yeah. Like, but in Avos, it says that. And then like a second later, he said that too. Okay, yeah, right, right. So you're not, yeah, right. right. So we, we're clear on the question, yeah. So, um, so you know, there's, there's like this category of Torah ideas where like you are brought up to think of this as a Torah idea. And then like, as you go and you're, like, you're looking out for it, you're like, is this really a thing? So I don't know, but what I'm going to say is, is there really a separate thing or to what extent is there really a separate thing of Shalom bias as opposed to Shalom? Okay. Because I think a lot of times when people will call it Shalom bias, because that's the case that they're talking about, but like, let's say most recently in, uh, in Raman Bacchus, when we did um, at the end of Hanukkah, when he uses the example that people talk about uh, in Shalom bias, he presents it in the context of Shalom Stam. And in fact, he does universalize it to be Kola Torah Kula, um, that when he says, um, if you just have uh, the opportunity to buy a near, a near Shabbos or near Beso uh, or near Hanukkah or near Beso Kiddush Hayom or a Shabbos candle and, and uh, wine for Kiddush, near Beso Kodem, um, near Beso is first, Mishum Shalom Beso. So he says Shalom Bias, okay? Because the name of God is erased to make peace between a man and his wife. That's in the Sota. Torah is great because, sorry, Shalom is great because the entire Torah was given to make peace in the world. So like, he, yeah, he starts off talking about Shalom bias, but he ends up saying that that's like an expression of the this underlying value of Shalom. Or similarly, you know, people... It's like people say you can uh, lie for Shalom bias 
and they quote the example of like a Hashem changing Avram's statement, uh, Sarah's statement of uh, my husband is old to uh, when he told it to Avram saying I am old, right? Um, but if you look at, I think when we looked at that in Ram because we also saw that that's Mutter Lashanos Mipnei HaShalom, not Mipnei Shalom bias, you know? So my, my, I'm not denying that there are statements in where the Shalom bias is a separate thing. My question is on your uh, and, and there's certainly halakha cases where, like, we have certain things for shalom bias. My question is, is you're asking a question on the value, if I understand you correctly. Like, is shalom bias a separate value, or is it just a specific case of, of, of implementing a value? Yeah, Sean? It seems like, from what you're saying, it makes sense that the family is the smallest building block of the world, right. Right, of society. Right, right. And so that's going to be the place where the shalom is going to be the most right. concentrate or concentrated. Right. right. So that's why you also have consecrated, like the, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the term shalom bias. Yeah. But it is partaking of the overall yeah. idea of shalom. Correct. Yeah, yeah. 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 So so that, that that's great. But then he segues into God Shalom that the entire Torah was given to make peace in the world, which is like, you know, I mean, it, he's definitely associating the two concepts, you know, and at, the way I'm reading right. it is I'm saying that, 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 in other words, if you look at uh, the halakha before, where he says you have near Hanukkah versus Kiddush Shabbos, near Hanukkah wins out because Pearson Hanes is a greater value. You know, here we're, we're, we're making halakhic uh, decisions based on the, uh, um, uh, like we're prioritizing which mitzvah you can do if you can only do one based on like these values. So so like he's in a value t- uh, talking like in the value framework. And so the fact that like he merges, like, you know, this is not a, even though it says because of Shalom bias, this is not a din in Shalom bias. It's a din in Shalom as a value. I, I, that's how I'm reading it. But yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, and then I guess like. And sorry, which is a, by the way, don't, I, I'm not saying that this is a definite thing. I'm just saying I haven't, I have yet to see evidence that Shalom bias is a separate concept, you know, um, then, uh, then, like for example, there are such things as separate concepts in Shalom, like, like, um, uh, like uh, I don't know where I'm quoting this from. Let's say, like, making peace between you and God. You know, I feel like that is a different thing than than peace being on Machavero. But yeah, anyway, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, um, assuming that this theory is correct. It, yeah. So it makes sense that this that um I, I think Shalom Ben Ishla Ishto is um specifically talked about, you know, maybe maybe it's specifically talked about more than other cases. Mm-hmm. Um because um as far as like you know a family being the basic um building block of society, yeah. if there's if if it's a household that has strife, yeah, um, it's um it's it's extremely destructive and it can like you know can yeah block yeah definitely the, the the impact is greater I mean both for the kids and for the uh, for the husband and wife themselves as we've seen in Michelet with all the talking about like the uh, the you know the bad marriages you know the drips yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, right yeah. yeah I have a a different question about Shalom okay um, I remember we, when we talked um, about dark uh, dark Shalom. Yeah, um, I don't remember what year it was in. Um, you had an expla- a good explanation of it that wasn't just you know politics. Yeah, what what was it? So the explanation was in Hilchos Malachim Umilchamos 
chapter, um, chapter, it's either chapter, yeah, um, it's chapter 10, halacha 10. Ben Noach Shirat Alasos Mitzvah, hold on a second, I should look for the word shalom. Yeah, um, yeah, it says in halacha, yeah, in halacha, is it halacha? Oh, you'd base. So with Ger Toshav, who is a Ben Noach, who formally converts to, B'nei, to you know, Torah as Shavim Mitzvah B'nei Noach in Eretz Yisrael. So he says, it seems like we treat him with Derech Eretz and Gemilus Chasadim just like a Jew. We are commanded to sustain him, uh, to give him life. It says you should give to the stranger in your gates and he will eat. And that's talking about Nevela. So when the Chachamim say you shouldn't like, I don't know what this means, shouldn't double a Shalom to them. Like, hello, hello. You know, um, I don't know. With Goyim, that's right. That's Begoyim. Lo Begir Toshav, not with Begir Toshav. And then he says, The Chachamim commanded to visit their sick, to bury their dead with, with the, the dead of Israel, and to um, support their poor bichlal ani Yisrael in included with ani Yisrael mivnei darche shalom and then here's the proof harinemar tov Hashem lakol v'rachamav alkol maasav it says God is good to all and merciful to all of his cre- uh, his creations v'nemar derachacha darche noam v'chol nasivaseh shalom its ways are ways of pleasantness and all its ways are peace peace so uh, my argument was for the people who say that we just give you know we just do the stuff to going for politics reasons. There is stuff like that. That's like Mipne Ava, you know, uh, you know, we're worried about like the going retaliating, but you can't point to this and then say, see, that's what we mean when we say God is good to all of his creatures. Like, no, this is Shalom as a Midas HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that when we support non-Jewish poor, we're, we're, we're implementing Tov Hashem Lakol V'Racham Avokomasav, and that's not just politics, unless you mean politics in the Aristotelian sense, <laughs> which is allocation of the good on a societal level, you know? Um, but yeah, that was my argument. You have a question, Sean? Yeah. yeah. What is the idea of a Jewish cemetery? That yeah. Uh, to be- he, yeah. So I, I actually have never looked into that question. And, um, and there's, it's also weird, right? Because there's really uh, three Jewish cemeteries, I believe. Right. Anyone know who they are? No, no, no. I'm saying like three halachic types oh. of Jewish cemetery. Uh, no, no. For people. Okay. I, I think there's only three. <laughs> There's for people who there's for everyone else, all regular Jews. Then there's for people who get executed by Skila and Srefa, and then there's one for Herig and Chenek. Oh. You know, I think so. Like, I, I feel like that always comes up with the. Um, I'm just going to double check that and make sure I'm not uh, not getting my facts mixed up, mixed up here. Um, that always comes up with the question of uh, you know what the what are in the top ten Jewish rumors, halakhic rumors. Of, is it true they have a tattoo you can't get buried in a Jewish cemetery? Like no, and I would say like the only the only time you can't get buried in a normal Jewish cemetery is uh, if you get skila um, or herig or chena um, or sorry, yeah, sorry, I was forgetting one. Uh, let me just make sure that this is the correct halakha. Uh in Hill Sanhedrin. Um, um, let me just look up Kever. Um, uh, did I skip it? Yeah, yeah. All those who are executed by Basin, this is in um, 14.9. Uh, we don't bury them in the uh, 
the graves of their fathers included with Basi makes two uh, graves yards, I think, for them. Right? Alright, and then the weird thing, once their flesh decomposes, then they would take the bones the covering Osan Bikiros I was saying, and then bury them in their father's uh, graves. So they would exhume the the the, the bones. And the uh their relatives can make for them an Aron and shrouds. I assume that's for the bones. For the switching, yeah. yeah for the switching, yeah. They, they used, that was very common practice. I know like late second temple period, yeah, like Tanaitic. Uh-huh. To, uh, for everyone. For everyone. So, so you mean that this is a specific class right here, but like that was a thing that everyone did. What do so you mean to exhume the bones and rebury yeah, them? Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so this is the only thing I know about the Jewish cemetery thing. I haven't looked into the topic in general. Yeah. Yeah. And also I think it is a question in that Ramam that I read when he says, um, um, uh, what do you say? It's the same bearing on Jews with them. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so, so I think, I think the Akronim talk about that when it says, where, where did he say it? Oh yeah. Um, may say in Israel. I think the Achronim talk about what does that mean that you bury them in Jewish cemeteries, uh, or does that just mean that you engage in burial? Um, let's see here. Um, yeah, Kesef Mishnah. Upir Rashi in Mesi Israel lo bekivri Israel. Right. He is a Rashi at least says you don't bury them in Jewish graveyards. Ella mis asking behem in matzalim harugim. If you find, let's say, like Jews and non-Jews killed, then you work to bury the the non-Jewish dead along with the Jewish dead. Um, the Ron says it's not it's lav davka. Okay, so the Ron says no, even if you find them by themselves. Loshi who covering Osam Eitel Yisrael. So he also says you don't bury them next to the Jews. Maybe that's the idea. Ella Lomar Shemis asking Imahim. Maybe that's the idea. That's interesting. I mean, that that is a clue for where to look later on that we don't bury Rashaim next to Tzadikim. And I guess we have this uh, presumption, because Kulan uh, Tzadikim, right? That's the Pasuk that it quotes for that. Yeah. The question is, I feel, what, what makes a Jewish cemetery a Jewish cemetery? Is it the fact that Jews are in it, or is it something else? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know what the halakhic designation is of yeah. of these things. Yeah, I haven't looked into that. Interesting topic. Okay, sorry again. All right, good, good, good. Thank you for coming. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com/rabbishneweis. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweis Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweis, and my Zelle/slash/chase/quickpay and PayPal are matchneeweis@gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.